This is Kate Beckinsale. You're listening to Bacon Sale. Guys, I'm leaving the podcast. Whoa. I'm starting a band called Bacon Sale. I've got the musicians okay. all figured out, but I'm looking for a lead singer. Zach, yeah. uh, please sing the line, Welcome to Bacon Sale for me. Go. Welcome to Bacon Sale. All right. Now, Kent, your turn. Sing Welcome to Bacon Sale. Welcome to Bacon Sale. Okay. looks like I'm still looking for a lead singer, so I'm going to stick around for this episode. <laughs> Dang it. Dang it. Next time. Next time. Hey, welcome to Bacon Sale. I'm Joel. I'm Kent. And I'm Zach. We'd like to thank you for listening to our last show, our vegetable, <laughs> vegetable episode. We did a show about vegetables. Our vegetable, vegetable episode. Yes, many thanks to Babs for coming onto the show. Totally. She received some positive feedback. So that's great. Thanks for sending that out into the world. Steve Hansen also says, The Sleepy Toots was my band's name in college. <laughs> that's great. Verbus Vivum says, Kent's corn speech was so inspiring. I, almost, <laughs> I was almost moved to stand up and cheer. Hashtag corn for president. I would vote for corn. Yeah, indeed. It's corn. <laughs> Big lump with knobs. We can't do it again. And then Sam Ma said things that make a great baking sale episode. One, it's about food. Two, you can play along at home. Three, it features at Better Off Babs. Yeah. So, uh, she was great job this week. Baking sale. Another tier one. Episode. Apparently we need to bring her back. That's what I, I've heard. I, I believe Jonathan Vascar messaged her and said, hey, uh, you should be on every year. So we have to pick like the most ridiculous show of the year and then bring her back for that. Say hello to the nut show. Uh, Here we go. Or the cheese show. I don't know. Something like that. Awesome. And then on her behalf, she did put out on social media. My wife said, I'd like to formally and officially apologize to all listener that we never brought up pickles when talking about cucumbers. I thought the same thing. I'm ashamed. We'll be taking some time for personal reflection. We talked about grapes and raisins on the fruit show, but not cucumbers and pickles. Like pickles are such a big deal. Yeah. And uh, a big deal. I (laughs) I was going to make a note of that, too, because like I said, I didn't like I don't like cucumbers as much, but I love pickles. Yeah, that's the best form of cucumber, in my opinion. But that's not what we're talking about today, guys. What are we talking about today, Zach? Uh, We're talking about bands that we like. Really? Yeah. Bands that we like. Okay, okay. Music, like a music category show. We do these sometimes. But but I mean, we talk about our own bands all... We've talked about our favorite bands many times before. Love songs, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What makes makes this one a little different? We have a guest here with us. The curtain got pulled back again. Oh, it's so hot in here. It's it's Briggs. (laughs) (laughs) You guys like that? (laughs) (laughs) That's also factual. (laughs) Hey, Briggs, welcome to Fake. And sale. Yep. <laughs> and that, this just shows giving that's that's Briggs, love. Briggs, you were on our anniversary show not too long ago, but we, we, Lifetimes we, we ago. invited you back here. Uh, you're a patron of Bacon Cell. We appreciate your support. But why don't you introduce yourself to the listeners so that they know who you are? My name is Briggs. I do things. <laughs> nice. <laughs> he does things. <laughs> Yeah, he was he was known as the young nervous one. I think on our anniversary show, Briggs, we uh, invited you here to talk bands with us. But first, before we get into oh, that, I we think have I'm a ready. series of questions Ooh, for you. All right, uh, these questions are to help us understand who you are as a person and the listener know which side you're rooting for. Whether you have a strong opinion or not, we want you to have a quick answer on these. Don't overthink them. Are you ready? I think so. And here are the eleven questions for you. Number one, which is better, Karate Kid or Karate Kid Two? I haven't seen either, but. What world is a sequel better? Ooh. Oh, he okay. makes a good point. Well, uh, Godfather 2, The Dark Knight, uh, uh, Empire wait, Strikes no, Back. Quick answers. Which is worse, Star Wars Episode 1 or Star Wars Episode 2? The sequel is better. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait. <laughs> Logic doesn't track. In, okay. in a galaxy far, far away is the world where it's better. <laughs> I'm uh, do you rate movies using stars or letter grades? Neither. Uh, letters. Okay. Uh, which wow. is the more America movie, Rocky 4 or Independence Day? Oh. 
have no idea. Oh, oh I, I just listened to this episode, and I think Ken had the better argument. So I'm going to oh, go with it. Oh, he did not. Thank you. For the first time before. ever in okay. those arguments. Uh, that was like episode two. That was, that was the first episode <laughs> where I mopped the floor there. with Ken. Uh, is Nightmare Before Christmas a Halloween movie or a Christmas movie? Christmas. Yes, it what? is. <laughs> uh, Buffy or X-Files? Uh, what? He doesn't know what either one of them uh, are. Oh, X-Files is referenced in the Bare Naked Ladies song. It is true. Uh, <laughs> like a smoky man. Uh, Lord of the Rings or Star Wars? Lord of the Rings. Okay. okay. Wow, that, was I, that was definitive. Yeah. That one and Nightmare for Christmas. Yeah. He's got, he's got down. Uh, which movie is more Christmassy? Die Hard or Lethal Weapon? I'm against Die Hard. So Lethal Weapon? You're a anti-Die Hard? I hate when people are like, oh, Die Hard's a Christmas uh, movie. Like, same. I don't... Okay. Oh, good, it's just good cool to say I, now. You guys also, I've seen reason. like two seconds of Lethal Weapon. Very Christmassy. So like two so seconds more. Are like, I haven't seen this. More than Die wins. Hard. He's like, uh, pretty much Mel Gibson's hair well, is the best. Like two seconds more than Die Hard. So. Uh, <laughs> fan of the Opera or Les Miserables? <laughs> um, Wicked or Hamilton? Yeah. Let, me just, let, me just, uh, let me just text on my theater friends real quick. Um, Zach's a theater friend. Is you got to pick one, Phantom or Lemis? Uh, uh, Lemis. Okay. <laughs> Labyrinth or Never Ending Story? Labyrinth. Oh, oh okay. wow. wow. And then How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days or 10 Things I Hate About You? 10 Things I Hate About You. Okay. Uh, okay. I'm so confused. Okay. <laughs> Briggs, can we talk about your age real quick? I think it's the elephant in the room. I would say that you're our youngest listener with the oldest soul. Would you agree with that? I don't, I don't know. I don't know if you're the youngest listener because people do have their kids listen, but you've been a supporter of the show for a while. But I feel like based on a lot of your choices that we'll probably hear about in this episode and what we talked about in the Pagan bit, I feel like your interests are a little skewed a little bit more old. I feel like it's a little more old-fashioned, old soul. Well, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, a lot of my choices are um, BB before Briggs. Um, <laughs> that is now the scale I will use. Yep. So like five years ago. <laughs> but why did you choose the topic that we will be discussing today? Uh, I like music a little bit. We've done a lot of band legacy shows, mm -hmm. like the Beatles, Queen, Queen, uh, Beach right, Boys, which I hate, ABBA, uh, ABBA, which I don't like. <gasps> um, I was going to ask your opinion, but I will now stop. <laughs> and then I will leave the other two with no opinion. <laughs> So do you feel like with your opinion you've just shared that you're going to upset anyone on the show today? I love to say I hate Queen. Wait, why do you love to say that? Because uh, Have you not yet like like kind of caught on? People get so passionate. No, because, okay, there's an episode. One of you guys said, oh, Bohemian Rhapsody is overrated. And I was like, oh, 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 someone's finally onto something. And I got very happy. And they said they still liked it. And so I was like, oh, that okay, was, never mind. Yeah, it was probably me. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like him. Bohemian Rhapsody <laughs> is overrated. But was, Queen is but it's still awesome. It's still a little bit over here. Yeah. yeah she's amazing. <laughs> so we have... A, this should be good. I was going to say, we have a list here of uh, 10 categories that we'll be going through. And it's just bands. We're going to be talking bands about not even our favorites as much as certain ones that made an impression in a certain category. So we're going to go around the room and hopefully introduce you to some new music. And we will also have a Spotify playlist, sampler platter, if you will, of the bands we mentioned, so that you can listen to that on Spotify as well. So go to BakeItSell.com and look for that Spotify playlist. Before we begin, can I ask you, uh, Joel, did you do any research for the bands that you picked? I did. Uh, about how much pages of notes do you got? <laughs> uh, today, I went light. I only have seven pages of notes. Oh, light. You went light. I have... Two index cards. Nice. Um, and hold on. One of them is the people that I need to mention. Uh, one is some quotes that I have, and then every other one is honorable mention for one category. Nice. So, so this is just all up in here. Uh, and by that I mean I pointed to your head. Yes. This yeah. is all mental. Yes. Okay. I hope so. 
Wow. <laughs> well, let's start off then. That, that would panic Joel. Joel, could you do a show like that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, the, reason, the reason I have, a lot of times the reason I have the notes is because I do the research on it and then kind of tra- cram it all well, in sure. my head. Yeah. And then I write down the things I want to, to reference remember to and say. whatnot. And because sometimes my brain just gets jumbled and I forget to say things like pickles <laughs> unless I write it down. <laughs> all right. Where should we start? Our first category is it always makes you happy. What's a band that makes you happy, Joel? If you've listened to an episode of Bacon Cell, you're probably going to know who I'm going to pick. I'm going to do my best, guys. I, I swear I'm going to try not to be a broken record. There well, is definitely going to be overlap here. I yes. tried to well, avoid it, and I, and I couldn't. And this As is tough. Off. And I'm sure, Briggs, you were probably the same, too, where we have our favorite bands. And I'm not just going, because we talk about seven favorite albums. And yes. I don't just want to be like, just here's season. all those bands again. Yes. In fact, I hope we do another music category show, because there are some bands that I didn't get to mention on this if one. We, and if we were to do it. If we're doing another category show, the ones we picked on this would not be eligible for next yes. time. But we specifically the favorite albums and I think the soundtrack of our lives as well. Yeah. Like a couple episodes that have happened in the past on Bacon Sale. Yeah. There's going to be some so, overlap. But of course, mine's going to be the Happy Giants. Perfect. It's that or Weird Al. That was another one I considered as well because Weird Al does make me happy. But the Happy Giants, this, this track right here is uh, Everything Right is Wrong Again. It's the first track on their first album. And I used to listen to these like in order over and over again, all their albums that I had. Mm-hmm. And it just really does bring me happiness. I have strong memories associated with songs like Istanbul and Birdhouse in Your Soul. Uh, but also I enjoy the deeper tracks like She's an Angel and Purple Toupee. This band, They Might Be Giants, not only does it remind me of my childhood, not only does it remind me of fun times in high school, not only does it remind me of raising my children because I've showed them Here Come the ABCs and Here Come the 123s album as well. But it's just fun, quirky music that makes me happy. Mm-hmm. That's one of the reasons they're my favorite bands. Is because just fun, peppy lyrics. They have some, you know, softer, slower songs too. But for the most right. part, I'm listening to them. But are going to be happy. Are they one of the happiest bands out there? Well, I mean, like they, no, truly, because that's the way I view them as well. They are happy, but at the same time, their lyrics are uh, oddly dark. Like there's uh-huh. there's one. Um, if I ever need a pick me up, it is Birdhouse in Your Soul. Like that is yeah. one of my go to songs. End of the tour. That's what I was trying to think End of, of the tour. It's about a car crash. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. But uh, no, this is John Linnell and John Flansburg, I think, just have a way of just being bizarre that makes me happy. So I'm going to say that with Giants is the, the band that always makes me happy, which is kind of a cop-out because they are my favorite band. So you know when I sometimes bring musical choices to the table, and, and I think this has happened throughout the history of the show where, Joel, you expect this, but either Jake or Zach will look and go, oh, yeah, it's a Kent choice. Right. Uh-huh. That happens a lot. Uh-huh. And that will be half of my choices here. Sure. And I'm assuming most of Briggs choices as yeah. well. I, and, I wish. and that is true on this first one. I chose a recent artist that I've discovered through Spotify Discover New. A re- recent? <laughs> a artist? recent one. This is in the past couple of years. And they, I have five of their songs that are now on my playlist. And the band is called Dirt Poor Robbins. They're one of these electro swing bands. That oh, I've kind of really taken swing. a so liking they to. always make you happy for the last three days. <laughs> for the Exactly. This is a band, and this song that I will put on the playlist is called Enchante. And it's a male or female vocalist. They are a, The genre is cinematic and theatrical rock. I, I'm in. Right? This sounds, I like it. Okay. You sound like ragtime here for a second. It's, it's a little ragtimey. And the songs always have a nice build as well. And these are my go-to. This is my go-to band. When I'm doing the dishes, this band you just learned about five minutes ago. Yeah, five minutes ago. Yeah. When I just need something just to move and do chores to, it is Dirt Poor Robins, and they do have some moody, moody tracks. But with like the ragtime sound, mm-hmm. that always gets me moving. I did so, like the sound of that. Yeah. So but, look for it on the playlist. It's going to be a little weird, but give it a chance. It's pretty good. I really like it. Good job. 
Oh, is it me? Okay. Oh, yes, it's you. Um, we Brittany can announce Stern. you as well. Okay, so I was actually a little scared that I was going to have overlap with Joel on this one, so glad I didn't. But you guys have already talked about this band quite extensively on episode 258, <laughs> uh, Cruising with the Beach Boys. Yeah. I've always, you know, the Beach Boys are, and everyone knows the Beach Boys, right? Um, well, everyone who listens to Bacon Cell knows the Beach Boys, obviously. <laughs> and um, we introduce and what I love about the Beach Boys is that they can be a band that, like, normal people can like, and also, like, pretentious people like me can like uh, Yeah, that's well. what Pet Sounds is for. Right, because, right? yeah, starting with their album uh, Beach Boys Today, in mm-hmm. 65 and onward they stopped kind of getting those like surf themes and started trying to like get complex rhythms and, and orchestrations and like, even like when they get a little crazy there i don't know i still like some of the songs like vegetables i think is one of my favorites uh <laughs> even though that one, uh, for it was sure. put on jill's bottom five yeah and exactly also, and their 1971 album surfs up is one of my favorites um okay but yeah pet sounds absolutely like and i have like uh, one time, like when I was in like sixth grade or something, I had a friend's birthday party and like he had like he lived along like far away. But the, his mom was wanting to drive us all home. Mm-hmm. And as we were doing that, we just drove around the neighborhood all listening to Surfing USA by the Beach Boys. Mm-hmm. And we just oh, and Surfing Safari, too. We just like those two songs on loop. And we just drove, and I didn't know this stuff at the time, but I was just having fun. Like, oh, yeah, this is awesome. Right. And then it's good time. Even. Music. On my graduation day, I was, for a lot of reasons, I was a little stressed, a little worried, right? And not because I was graduating, but because of other things. And I would, picked up a friend, and me and my friend were going to just drive there together. We were listening to some super coming-of-age indie soundtracks-type like music. And I went, oh, no, and I changed my CD, and wouldn't it be nice? Started playing. And oh, I love it. Throughout the whole day, as all these terrible things Did were happening. Did you say CD? Yes. You have a CD player. Um, yes. Yeah, so my car, uh, the aux cord is broken. And so if I want to listen to music, I have to listen to radio or CDs. Like I said, old soul right here. Yeah. And so I have a big CD. Cl- and my car can have six CDs in it at a time. So. <laughs> nice. France. Yeah, I know. <laughs> pretty high technology. Um, just, I'm having flashbacks yeah. to high school yeah, right? right now. And so I have this. You got to take off the faceplate so it high doesn't school. get stolen. I'm having flashbacks to college right now. <laughs> I have like four cases full of CDs in my car now. So Are they burned CDs? Yeah. So I, I go to the library and I uh, check them out. And then I uh, burn them onto. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and then I, I buy a lot too. I go to the gray. Well, whale. Nurse, my like <laughs> the one, the one, the one gray whale still yeah, around. Yeah, the one right? gray whale. And so then, like that whole day, I've, everything was happening. I'd get into my car, and it would be the next song on that Pet Sounds album, and I would just be like, "Okay, this is still okay." So it still sticks with you ever I, since. I love, I love the Beach Boys. Yeah, I think yeah. that's perfectly great. Mm-hmm. Zach, what about you? This is a BZ choice before Zach. Oh, the BGs? okay. BGs? It's not the BGs, <laughs> although those qualify. That would make me happy. Too. Those they qualify. Th- those guys. The lead singer. Uh, my choice is Buddy Holly. All right. Oh, wow. Oh. I'm a big Buddy Holly fan. Oh, I've mentioned Buddy this Holly. on the show before. That is busy. Uh, yes, yeah, very busy. Uh, in fact, back in the 50s, I've always kind of uh, admired the the look. My dad used to threaten when I first got glasses, like, if you break those glasses, you're going to get Buddy Holly glasses. And secretly, I was always like. Cool. Let's do it. <laughs> this is uh, Charles Harden Holly is the man's name. And he really has a, a short run because he was part of the, the tragic Day the Music Died, where in 1959, uh, February of 1959, he was part of a plane crash and he, he passed away at 22 years old. Mm-hmm. And he is still considered one of the most influential artists in the rock and roll genre. Right. His first appearance on local television was in 1952, and then he passed away in, in 59. So the, in this short window, he became one of the most influential artists in uh, rock and roll. And uh, I just I'll throw some Buddy Holly music on, and because it is, it's got that classic rock and roll sound that's mm-hmm. just mixed with a touch of country. 
and you know a, a little bit of music that was you know very popular amongst African Americans at the time, and it's got some of that kind of the the, the bluesy stuff and the country stuff and the mm-hmm. rock and roll. It's just. Fifties rock and roll is so so great, I agree. and an instant mood booster for me. And so happy to throw this on and smile. Awesome. Nice. Next up, we have best vocals. This one was so tough. Am I going first on this one? Yeah, you yeah, are. yeah. I can't go first. Okay. And now for this, yes, we'll, need, we'll go in order of vocals. I need so to yes, clarify. <laughs> You're in my intro. I need to clarify. Uh, is this also just artists? Does it have to be bands? I went artist or band. I, I did. Buddy Holly and the Crickets is kind of a thing. Right. Okay. So we're going to go This one I just did artist okay, on this. And on this one, I went for Regina Spector. Hey. Of course you did. Uh, of course I did, right? Not only do I love her, but I love her. Now, <laughs> <laughs> the interesting thing about Re- Regina Spector, because I was going through and I'm like, well, which of these songs could I choose for the playlist that has the most like booming vocals. And I'm like, you know what? Regina Spector's not really that kind of artist. And I'm like, well, then I should choose someone else that sings really high in falsetto or someone that like Adele that has such an amazing voice. And I'm like, you know what? Regina Spector has the perfect voice for her music. It's understated enough. She can belt when she needs to. And I don't know, her voice just fits. And she's the one I kept coming back to for best vocals. She's... <sighs> Is, is it too indie for you? Is no, no, it no, too? No, no, no. I was going to say something. I realized that might be offensive. No, say something offensive. I'm down. I just think, I think, I, I like Regina Spector. Yes. I would say she's a step above ukulele girls. That's what I call them. Ooh. No, 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 no. In a good way. <laughs> like I'm like, she say has, She has no, kind of that man. quirky feel, like that, that quirky kind of Sue Deschanel type feel, yeah. which I like she and him as well. Right. But I think she has an extra layer of talent where it's like, wow, she's she's got great songwriting skills mm-hmm. she's got great music going on and then she's got the vocals but she's like the peak of, of a really crappy mountain <laughs> <laughs> that hurts so bad you probably know if you haven't heard fidelity that's the song that they yeah play or on the radio. she has the song in 500 days of summer yep uh, statue, uh us really fun duet with ben folds as well yeah it's fantastic so, yeah. so regina specter is my choice okay. it's a good choice <laughs> yeah thanks zach no, it's, <laughs> regina specter is good okay i'm sorry um, You're sorry already? for best vocals? Uh, yes. So I uh, have a friend. Uh, hey, Jet. Hey, Jet. How's it going? I like to share music with him, and he'll share music with me, right? And something he's always said, he's like, the bands you listen to, they have terrible vocals, right? And he always says that. He's like, you just like bands at that. I'm like, hey, um, take this one to no one. Like, it's like not like he listens to good, like he's showed me American football, right? Like he's always been like, you always just have this way of seeking out bad vocals. And I was, but there's this one band that he says the vocals are so bad he can never listen to the band ever, right? And mm. I'm like, I like this guy's voice. I think it has, because I don't care about the impressive, beautiful voices. I like when they have personality. And so a big, mm-hmm. uh, like an honorable mention would have been this newer band called Black Country, New Road. Um, but the lead singer, he had just left after they've made like two albums. He has so much emotion, right? With this song, The Place Reinserted the Blade. You can just feel he is very, very emotional about what he's singing about. And I love that over like better voice. But this one, I just love how he can just scream it. And I don't know. I love it. I, I don't know. I just love it. My friend hates it. This band is Modest Mouse. Oh, okay. uh, and uh, we should have known that. Yeah, so like, if it's not Float On, I don't. Because yeah, no, yeah, because they. I always like to say that Float On is like the smells like Teen Spirit of Modest Mouse, uh-huh. right? It's not necessarily like not their work, right? Like it's like not like a outlier song from the rest of their, but like it doesn't feel like it represents them and their gotcha. whole discography well. And people are like, oh, uh, Float On, right? But and like I, I like the personality of vocal, and I think it's fun. And, 
like the way he just screams stuff and and his voice can um, sort of like it feels different in different songs and it's not always the best but it's kind of fun. but it's very so. unique yeah right it's it's, yeah. it's unique right and like you guys when you mentioned it on your episode 244 your uh, 2000s band alternative tournament you guys do say something like you give him the louis louis award uh-huh. uh, because of the way he <laughs> sings he can't understand anything you're saying yes i mean like there's definitely some distinct vocals and i i like it but yeah, yeah it's either modest yeah. mouse or death cat for cutie i mean one of the two yeah they're the same what <laughs> zach it's up to you now best vocals with this category, a, a certain person came to mind who was one of the most popular entertainers of the mid-20th century and considered one of the greatest American voices you of all time. You can't pick me, Zach. That's just awkward. Fly me to oh. the moon. All right. It's Let Frank Sinatra. Come on. What's smoother than, uh, than old blue eyes? Mm-hmm. Pretty safe. It's really safe, Zach. It's a safe and it's a correct choice. It's so good. Uh, You're right. So this goes back to a honestly similar time to when I was listening to Buddy Holly in the car. I had a, similarly, I had a six disc changer in my 2005 Honda Accord. Are we sure it's not the same changer? Yeah, it might I, be. I still right? have a six disc changer in my. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yes. And uh, it's broken. And one of the CDs was the best of Buddy Holly, and another was uh, the best of Frank Sinatra. Hmm. And so I listened to these kind of back to back. So they occupy similar places in my brain, but. You know, while I find uh, Buddy Holly to be very uh, important and influential in rock and roll, Frank Sinatra just has such an amazing voice. And True. yes, it is an easy choice. However, uh, I just I think he's so good. He's so he smooth. Mm-hmm. And I like that style. And and a lot of people did that style and did the it crooner. well. The crooner, the crooner thing. You know, I, I'm also a big fan of kind of the, the other Rat Pack guys, you know, Sammy Davis Jr. and uh, Dean Martin. But Frank Sinatra far it, and away had the best voice. Is this it. something you still listen to today? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but I... Put it on, and I'm always happy. Generally, for whatever reason, it's around November when when it starts to get a little chilly. As when I like. Oh, and then uh, Michael Bublé is right after that too, right? Yeah, such an amazing crooner, He's right? Right up there, such a hack. You, yeah. no. yeah. <laughs> I knew it. Yep. There we go. <laughs> no, I like Michael <laughs> Bublé just fine. Yeah, I just like these guys better. So Frank Sinatra for me. Also, nice. full disclosure, honorable yeah. mention here. Sure, I was going to pick Queen. I was going to pick Freddie Mercury. Did you know that Briggs would bully you? Uh, well, I just know that we already have dedicated an official show to Queen. And we and retired them. You guys keep bringing up this retiring thing. That the wife beater is on the wall. This is not an official bake and sell thing. If we talk about something, we talk about something. But the fact that it did seem a little bit like, okay, we've given them their due. We've given Freddie Mercury his due. He's got a fantastic voice. Listen, you're the president of the fan club. We all get this. I enjoy Queen listening to Queen a great deal. Mm-hmm. I think they're fantastic. I think Bohemian Rhapsody is fantastic. <laughs> but... I wanted to go with a more modern pick because I felt like a lot of mine Same. were kind of older. I've done them before. And this one, I don't know. Well, maybe I've talked about it before. But uh, you brought her up before. It's Adele. Perfect. It's There's a great something choice. about, like, I am not a huge Adele fan, meaning mm-hmm. I don't seek out her records. Which, by the way, she only has four studio albums. Yeah. That's it. Mm-hmm. And all of them are bangers. It's amazing to me that this mezzo-soprano has such... A, 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 ma- a big presence when she only has those four studio albums and I think it's definitely because of her voice because even though I'm not actively listening to all her albums when her songs come on the radio and I do enjoy a handful of them I'm always just like wow she can sing totally and not only that but it's also <laughs> I put her I wanted to put her on her because it's in such contrast to the way she talks yeah like she's talking she's like alright love here's she's what we're gonna do <laughs> genuinely one of the ugliest voices I've ever heard <laughs> <laughs> but then but then she comes out and starts singing and it's just like 
Wow, that yeah, is amazing. Totally. And she she is a belter. Sure. She's able to belt out those those tunes, and she does it in a way that makes it feel just like raw emotion. Briggs, what, what, what's your take on Adele? What's Gen Z's take on Adele? I, I you speak for Gen I Z. Can, I, cannot, you are the I cannot. I don't know. Well, I was going to say, I mean, I, I do think she has a great voice and like isn't one of the ones that's just like over singing, right? And like, oh, look at me. I got the best voice. Because it's just her talent, right? right? Yeah. And so it's like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Did you know she has a range spanning from B2 to C6 and that means something to some people? I don't people? know what that means. Yeah. Some people know what that means. Is that BB to BZ? <laughs> <laughs> but she uh, has stated that she taught herself how to sing by listening to Ella Fitzgerald for acrobatics okay. and scales, Etta James for passion, and uh, Roberta Flack for control, which mm, all those are amazing singers sure. as well. I, I think she's a fabulous voice and I think that her name and her voice will last a lot longer than many artists of this time. Totally. Next, we have our go-to artist for a long drive. It's like a road trip here, right? Road trip, or yeah. you know, you are just going for a leisurely drive. I know you do it with uh, a some, lot, some of your dates and whatnot. Yeah, it's, sometimes it's by myself. One of your go-to moves, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> or, it's, or, it's your, or it's your thinking let's, time. Let's go somewhere isolated, ladies. Yeah. <laughs> That's getting quoted. Briggs, why don't you get started? So I like to drive. Okay, so generally, like I have a friend, and and we like to sometimes go on late night drives. Maybe sad boys together and. Talk about our hopeless romantic <laughs> things. Boys, don't cry. Um, and she really likes this album that yeah, she's made us listen to a couple times. And then, so there's that album I listen to on drives. And then this same band has another album that's like my dedicated like travel album. So like I'm going on a road trip or something. I tend to put on this album and play it. So they have two albums that I tend to like to drive to. And actually, as I get into this band, I want to quote Zach on episode oh, 294, uh, your tournament of the 70s bands, oh, no. uh, to which you said, I hate Pink Floyd. Oh. I was right. Ha. You were right about your opinion. I was right. Um, so, it's a sad boy music. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we'll listen to Dark Side of the Moon and we'll just drive her. And because mine was actually from my dad who burned it, like when my dad burned it and he did it poorly so that where each track is supposed to seamlessly loop into the next, um, he gave it a three-second gap in between tracks, and so we'll oh, be building up. It's like, oh yeah, okay. Oh, watch this, watch this transition, watch this transition. That ruins everything. It's so, it's I, so funny. I am a sucker for a good album transition. Um, but at the same time, because my friend, she doesn't have Spotify Premium, and so when she listens to it, she has to listen to it on shuffle. And <laughs> and I'm like, Whoa. you you don't understand. Are we being really? Condesc- are we being condescending? That's a really weird way to watch Wizard of Oz. I'm telling no, you like, right it's now. Like, it's like it's like it's <laughs> like shuffle. Okay, yeah. like. There's an album experience that I wish I could show you, but I can't because there's a three second pause between each song and it ruins the, the experience. And like, cause she always like she's driving and then she'll get jump scared by time because like the beginning, there's just a bunch of clocks going off. Right. Mm-hmm. And then when I'm going on long drives, I like to put on the wall and listen to that start to finish. I think that's another great album. It's about an hour, 21 minutes uh, or something. You know, I, um, how did you get introduced to this kind of music, by the way? Yeah. Okay. So my dad likes kind of, I think he would occasionally talk about Pink Floyd and like okay. once or twice he would play uh, a song, but I think it was when I was taking driver's ed and we had to do like our drives, uh, before we, you know, and, um, when we were doing these drives in the in like the student driver car, the instructor he would just put on Pink Floyd and be like, "Guys, these guys are the greatest," <laughs> and like just told us all about them. And so like he wouldn't he would like because like he'd be like, "Okay, um, what do you want me to do now?" And he's like, "Oh, just pick left or right. I don't really care." Was there a certain but smell coming you, from the car? Let me tell ah. you about this. Let me tell you about how great the wall is. It's like a movie you can close your eyes to. You're like, you're like, do we need to do anything? He's like, you don't need no education. <laughs> 
You don't need a it was, thought control. It was, um, and I, I don't know, like, cause I had that same instructor all three times. And so like, just listened to it a ton and I was like, oh, it's kind of interested. And then I don't know, just kind of slowly like, oh, that, this is actually, cause you know, everyone has to listen to the dark side of the moon at least once. Right. Yeah. Okay. Right. Pink Floyd. Once again, old soul, old soul. Putting that stamp on you. Wow. That's, that was, a, that was a lot. I actually tuned out when you said, was it Pink Floyd? Oh, okay, yeah, Zach. <laughs> Uh, well, listen, Frank Sinatra. <laughs> I'll tell you what. This is actually only fair because I would like to point out a quote from uh, an episode, episode four eleven, whatever this episode's called, <laughs> where Briggs said that Queen is the worst band that he's ever heard, and they suck so much, and they're they're so awful, and and direct you're, quote, you're yeah. a total idiot for liking them. That's what he said. <laughs> So, so I picked Queen. <laughs> yeah, you know why? Because we retired them. Because th- this is not a thing. <laughs> yeah. They are retired, so I'm not going to say anything about not them. Thing. However, when I'm going on a long drive, I'm with my wife, and my wife really likes Queen, and it's a go-to, easy, non-skip band. Yeah. And just for that, mm-hmm. uh, I would like to play for you. Uh, I'm sorry, Kent, for picking Queen. So here's the song that's in Baby Driver. Absolutely that, great song. It's, Bright and rock. It's a great song. It's a great scene. I like that you pulled up Baby Driver to appeal to Ken. I'm like, I will now allow this. <laughs> I, it, and it, I also picked a song that wasn't on the playlist from episode 306, Queen Will Rock You. Nice. But I don't want to say anything more because okay episode over there? 306, Queen Will Rock You. Yeah. I mean, did you just expect this from them? Other people can like Queen. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. Uh, so for me, when I when I saw this category of go-to artists for a long drive, in my mind, I was thinking of the times when I've had to drive late at night, mm-hmm. uh, like after a quick quit show, going back to college, or just like when I've had to drive a long ways and I start getting a little drowsy. Okay. And so I need something to pick me up, and there's nothing that will get me singing along and wake me up more than Lincoln Park. What? Yeah. Let go, watching you. Like you this is great. My brother said, oh, they better mention Linkin Park when you're doing this band <laughs> show. Yeah? Oh. No, this is are what there, we're... Are there needles in my headphones? Uh, no, that's a transformer. You're not going to fall asleep <laughs> to Linkin Park. You're and It's oh. a very loud, very boisterous, I, I very might run myself face off kind of band. Road. But I'll, I'll tell you what, I can sing along to so many words on Which part songs. do you sing to? Is Both. it more the rapping or is it the uh, okay, screaming? I'll, I'll sing along with the rapping and then I'll do lip sync to the screaming because there's no way I'd be able to like talk after screaming like Chester Yeah, you don't Bang do the Chester part then. Okay. Um, and uh, sadly, Linkin Park ended in 2017 when, mm-hmm. when Chester passed away. But their music was like the sound of my angsty college oh, years for, for the sure. longest time. Mm-hmm. And they are. That's why they won the 2000s bracket. Yes, exactly. Oh, yeah. Spoiler alert. Uh, but <laughs> oh, uh, I haven't finished that episode. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. But speaking of, of the of the screaming parts, within one year's stretch, when during their when they were around, Linkin Park performed at over 320 concerts. Wow. How do your vocal cords survive Honestly. that singing that? But this is like I'm bobbing, I'm weaving, I'm having a great time listening in the to, car to to one step. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> the whole thing's going. No. Is he drunk? No, he's listening to Linkin Park. Crawling in the end, faint, numb, breaking the habit. Like these are all ones where I'll just. Like, I have sing them on Beat Saber. Oh, and it's so fun to play. I might have to buy that package. Yeah, you should. Um, I used to think that One Step Closer was a Limp Bizkit song. Oh no! How dare you? Um, oh no! Lincoln, You're forgiven. Save it for our Limp Bizkit verse. Link, no, Lincoln Park is just poetic Limp Bizkit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Bacon Cell. I think you've earned your place. Yeah. Love it. That's no, so good. I, but I, I, I really do enjoy Lincoln Park as much as some others may not. But this is my go-to for a long drive. I, if I need to stay awake, this is definitely do either this or like Animaniacs. 
because I try to memorize the states and capitals. Oh, and just I, to get your mind going. And then, yeah, yeah. I'll okay. sing along with that. I've done that actually. So, yeah. So what I pictured for this one is for road trips is I love driving at night, but I picture rolling hills passing me or maybe the drive down to Vegas, but during the day and small towns and everything. So I do need something. It's like intense enough, but also chill. And I choose Chris Cornell. He is my road trip artist. So not Soundgarden. Uh, just Chris so Cornell. either so either Soundgarden uh, or Audio Slave. Actually, Audio Slave, Soundgarden, Temple of the Dog, or Chris Cornell. I actually revert right to the solo albums because I think they're absolutely beautiful. Given all but one, I basically. don't know most of his uh, solo stuff. You should. Oh, there's that first one that came out that had "Can't Change Me." Do you remember that, that one? Isn't that Frank Sinatra? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing. There's so much variety here because, yeah, Soundgarden showed his prowess. And then, obviously, he went solo, jumped into Audio Slave, and, and we've talked about how I, I think how great Audio Slave is. And then back to solo stuff. And the solo stuff, it's more guitar work. It's more singer-songwriter stuff. Hey, man, he did a great Bond song. I know some people don't like it, but I love it. No, it's great. We, yeah. we talked about that. We sing it. Oh, yeah, we love you. Know my name. Oh, yeah. You brought up Linkin Park. He was actually really good friends with Chester mm-hmm. and died in 2017, born uh, 1964. The same year. He's won three Grammys, uh, considered one of the best lead singers of all time by so many music publications. I think just for the grunge legacy. Well, and, and kind of like Briggs said earlier, it's not like he has a great singing voice, but he has character in his singing voice. So much character. Like you, you know it's him. And, when you hear his and voice. not just that, it's the emotion that comes through with the voice. Yeah. Because it can be a little bit scratchy, right? It's, oh, yeah. It's, no, and it's a four it's like octave a sharper, vocal range. Right. He's got like variations that are just, yeah. It's like, like a sharper Eddie Vedder. There is something about Chris Cornell's music that does inspire deep thinking. Nice. Next, we have. Our guilty pleasure. I will get started here. And I, I, I don't have shame. I asked my <laughs> wife, like, what do you think is a guilty pleasure of mine? She's like, I don't know. You really like Spice Girls. I'm like, and I am proud of that fact. Spice <laughs> World bus for the win. Uh, so I thought, what's music that if I was playing it in my car and then I need, like, had to give somebody a ride, I'd be like, ooh, don't listen to that. Turn that down. And I... I decided that it's indulgent music that I, I'm generally a fan of, but I know a lot of people don't like. Maybe music show tunes, a little overly theatrical. Not necessarily show tunes, although okay. that has happened to me before, and it was for sure very embarrassing. But popular uh, show, <laughs> show tunes are embarrassing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you have a bunch of guys and you're all going to lunch and uh, you, she the loves me, is playing. And yeah, I, yeah, yeah. But I pick, I picked a band that definitely is theatrical in nature, a little bombastic and a little bit bizarre. Uh, you may not know him, but it's Felix Hagen and the family. <gasps> I, I love Felix Hagen and the family. Too. Me too. I don't know them. It, he's a lot. It's honestly very extra. On their Instagram page, they say, official account for your favorite very loud band, Felix Hagen and the family. And I thought that was just a good description, but they had an album that released in 2017 that basically just called glam, pop, rock, punk influences, kind of all over the place. Yeah. Again, very theatrical, and it's fun. So, so he does solo albums, just Glenn Hagen? Yes. Then the and the family. The and the family, they haven't released anything for a while. They said mm-hmm. they were going to put out an album in 2020. Not sure what happened there. Right. Definitely not for everybody. That's no. kind of my thing. That's why I go, it's a little guilty pleasure. It's energetic music. I absolutely would not play this in the barbershop. If, if somebody oh. was in the car with me when I was listening to it, I'd probably turn it down unless it was Kent. I feel like, that, yeah, like I, we actually would be have there. legitimately <laughs> played music loud in your car. Yeah, you truly. Know, feel like taken in the family. So not, yeah, not for everybody, but check it out. Pretty fun. Joel? Zach, you went loud. I'm going to go soft. All right. You guys at the table, you two, probably know where I'm going here, but I don't know if the listener has been exposed to my obsession with Enya. 
love you so much right now. I am obsessed with Enya. I own multiple albums. I can name songs by name. Joel, I'm going to keep this in the show. You, you know that, right? You've cut it out before. You've cut out me out before. <laughs> I've tried so many times. She has uh, eight albums, but 80 million record sales worldwide. She's a, uh, Some people put her in the new age category. Yeah. She does not consider herself to be part of the new age category. When asked what uh, genre of music she is, she simply replied, the second Enya. Age. She said, hold on. Enya. She said, my genre is Enya. Yes. <laughs> uh, but she's been doing music since 1980. She's a mezzo-soprano. Apparently, I have a thing for mezzo-sopranos. Did she stop in 1985? Because I'm pretty sure she's that's the range. still going. What? Yes, she's still making albums, and I still enjoy them. By the way, she says she was influenced by the the Beach Boys and Wall of Sound technique. Oh, wow. Uh, and she, the she layers. Thing? The reason her voice sounds like it does on all her songs, that ethereal, dreamy quality, is because she layers her voice over and over and over and over again, sometimes in one song up to 500 times wow. to give it this kind of choir sense to it. But it's also very soothing and very calming. She sings in English, French, Latin, Spanish, Welsh, and, of course, Gaelic and Irish. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I have liked her for so long. She's been my go-to for like calming down. I cannot listen to this while on long drives because I will fall asleep. You'll sail away to sleep. Yes, I will. I, I like Enya. And it's not one like you were saying, Zach, if someone got in the car and this was on, this is definitely one where I'd be like, it's good. Trust me. I really like yeah. it. Enya is the music that plays at the murder cult dentist I used to go to. <laughs> Makes sense. Yep. Briggs, do you have a history with Enya? Do you know what um, Enya, what yeah, Enya actually, is? Actually, there's this song that I've heard that I really love. It's a mashup of Enya's, that one song that has a name, or- Ornoco Flow. Yeah. yeah. Say the way. And uh, the way. Santana Smooth. And it is like this seven minute ballad that I absolutely love. And like, because the bridge section, it's All Star by Smash Mouth. It just, <laughs> it throws everything and it's so I good. I like, check this I, out. I like, because I like, oh, mashup music for comedy, right? But I genuinely We're listening to this as we love this, tonight. love yeah. this song. And I think it's so good. So, yeah, that's, that's my Enya experience. Okay. Yeah. I think we all need a good Enya experience in our lives. Give her a chance. All right. My guilty pleasure is French hip hop, guys. I've talked about this a few times on the show. I love French hip hop. Like, I love it. I have a full radio station on Spotify Premium, because I pay for it, of just French hip-hop and my go-to artist. You keep saying French hip-hop. I have no concept of what French hip-hop is. So you may have heard of this one song, because I played it before, but this song is called Papatoui, and it's by Stromae. He's a uh, kind of a French rapper, but more French dance artist. Il parlez-vous le français? S'il vous plaît. Oui. Oui? Oui? So listen to this real quick. And you may have seen this music video. It's about a dad who's basically made out of plastic, not paying attention to his son, and his son wants, wants his attention. Have I not never sent this to you? Don't think I've seen it. It's a personal favorite, and Stromae is so talented. He's only had three albums in a about a 14-year music career. He's taken a lot of breaks, which is too bad, because it's just beautiful stuff. Hip-hop is not a genre I like, but for some reason, when it's sang in French... I'm all about it. Was this in a like a 500 Days of Summer movie? No. No, I just discovered this one on YouTube one day and I'm like, okay, I'm in. Huh. And now I whether it's male or female, I love this particular genre even though I don't like hip hop here. So, I'm so sorry again. Um, Good start. Apologies. So with this one, I was I was having because again, like 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 Zach, I I'm pretty shameless with the music. I'm like I like it and it's awesome, and I'm going to tell you all about it, even though you don't care. I used to be known as the Radiohead guy because I wouldn't shut up about Radiohead or whatever. Right? We like, almost did the show about Radiohead completely. Yeah, I I thought about that, but uh-huh. we might get there. And so I was talking about these music facts, and I was sitting there thinking, I don't. There's no artist that I listen to where I'm like. So I text all my friends again, Jet and. I don't think you understood the concept of guilty pleasure because he was sending me things I told him I hated. 
or things I've probably mentioned to him enjoying once, right? Like he's all like, oh, what about Imagine Dragons or, or Weezer or, or, um, or whatever. I'm like, I don't, I told you, I don't like any of those. Right. And like, so I don't think he understood the concept and I was sitting there like, I can't figure this out. And I was, and it wasn't until the drive home today where I was like, I, I know what it is and okay. I don't want to, I don't want to pick it. And I was like that with that setup, that's perfect. What that means, what that means is I think I need to pick it because I'm so embarrassed by it, but I feel like you tend to avoid Taylor Swift, uh, talking about her. Oh. Uh, wow. actually we're done. Uh, moving on. Yeah. So like I listened to one of her albums and like five of her songs, but like, but like I've been listening to that album, their 20, her 2020, uh, 2012 album red, uh, on my drives a lot. And like, I'll sit there and I'll like get to a stoplight and it's playing like, <laughs> you know, like, and I'm like, I really hope that nobody can hear me like right <laughs> Listen, now as I'm sitting here. You're supposed to be in the bathtub drinking wine like, with candlelight and crying. And That's like the only way to listen to it. Yeah, because like I really don't want to be like because like I know a lot of people are like oh I like to and you know I don't like that like the people who like Taylor Swift. Careful, careful. That's why we don't talk about it. Um, uh, they are people, and um, <laughs> that is true. And uh, and like so I don't want to be like associated with that, but it's like because it's not like it's not like I love her, right? But it's like I like enough of her I like music. That album, by the way. I like yeah. Love it's her. like it's like I like enough of her music where I like will listen to it, but then like feel like oh, I shouldn't be listening to this. The, and maybe, but, the awkwardness I feel from you right now confirms yeah. this is a perfect guilty pleasure. I know, like, because, like, I might even like explore. I would have probably explored her discography further if it wasn't for like her fans. But, but wait, what if it's really good? I know, like, what if the lyrics are great? Other than being about ex-boyfriends oh, and stuff, no, right? Like, no, that's kind of no, tacky. Well, I mean, like, because I'm just like the sad boy, and so I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember it all too well. <laughs> I, you're the problem. It's you. Okay, uh, but like, I'm not kidding. 1989 is such a good album, uh-huh. and Lover. That's busy. Is such a good so, album. No, so I like I like her red album, and then like Wildest Dreams from 1989, and like Lover from Lover. And Lover like, is an, an outstanding. Probably song. about it, but like I her lo- most uh, recent couple albums, not great. Mm-hmm. But that's okay. <laughs> Say it for a time. No! What have you done? You've no, spoken no, into the universe. <laughs> I mumbled it. Way to go, Briggs. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's, I, I, that's why I apologized. I, I knew it seemed you guys were avoiding him. I just... Now we have our most consistently good. Uh, we've been going around the table here, and a lot of people have been offering apologies. I offer no apologies for this. It's been a hard now, I like this song. I think the Beatles are absolutely fantastic. Right. As we talked about on episode 400, the Fab 400, I think they are so the they most were, consistently good band. Every album, like when we in did our challenge, in the late 60s, they were good. Of listening to all the albums, mm-hmm. number nine. Every single album, I was like, I like that oh, song. Oh, so you like finally come around to the White Album, their best album. No, it's not their best oh, album. It is. It, it is the most overrated. Are you being for real? But. Yes. Of course. It, of course. <laughs> You've seen his. You've seen his opinion. There's like three bad songs on the album. Hey, oh. hey Siri, remind me not to listen to this playlist. Oh, <laughs> and it's like I will never. I understand being apathetic or even thinking Beatles are overrated, but to hate them is so bizarre to me, and I still cannot wrap my head around how you hate them. That was a good song you picked. It was not on our playlist before. I made a point of doing that. I tried. Oh, I did the I like same that. Yeah. with the one that I did from um, Queen. But I could put on any album there's a fine song I love, mm-hmm. and I love most of their songs. So if I'm going to look for something that's most consistently good, it's going to be the Beatles. Shocker. I'd like to apologize. That's this whole show. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, guys, we, sorry we have opinions. You guys started this. Sorry we keep apologizing. Sorry this is my... I didn't apologize. This is my most predictable one because it's Muse. They are the most consistently uh-huh. good. Yeah, you would. <laughs> and the song I chose for the playlist is Butterflies and Hurricanes because yeah, we have would. not put this on any previous yeah, playlist. There you go. 
They were formed in 1994. They have nine studio albums. And there was one time during the second law, there were two songs sung by the bassist. And I went, you know what? I'm out. Muse, you had me up until now. Yeah. And I'm out. And then they came out with a new album. And I'm like, ah, oh, Drones is a little rough, you know. But uh, there's some songs I really like. And then they just won me back. And so there was a minor spot where I thought, like their White Album, where I'm like, oh, maybe they're losing it. But then the last two have just blown me and away. In their defense, in those albums that are rough, I, which I also don't really care for, mm-hmm. they're still good songs. Yes, precisely. And sure, even Showbiz, which was their first album, not Showbiz Pizza, uh, very <laughs> reminiscent, some would say a knockoff, of Radiohead. There are still some amazing songs on there. But then I think they even overshadowed Radiohead. They went in a different direction. I think kind of what I mentioned earlier, Muse is more theatrical and more classical than Radiohead. Um, And I think that's what sets them apart. So I think think mostly it's that they were like that with their first album. They Mm -hmm. diverged musically, sonically, but thematically with lyrics... They've always kind of been oh anarchist and yeah. Uh, oh, hold on. Well, I mean, Origin of Symmetry and OK Computer are like the same thematically. Save for our Radiohead uh, versus Muse show. Um. Uh, hey, well, uh, this is ba- said. This is said as somebody back who, in two years, who, right? We'll have likes, that in two years. Who likes and listens to Muse? Like I, I like. Yeah. It's like, but I just, I just I think, think for consistency because Radiohead is one of these all-time bands, and you could probably go mm-hmm. on about them. But every other album is meant to say, "Hey, fans, you like that previous one? We dare you to not like this." one I, I think they do that on purpose whereas muse is like we are meant to sell out stadiums and that's what we're going to do with every new album and they do and then they add feedback oh for sure songs for sure and i love it so much they've, personal preference uh, they've chilled that out thank goodness they have but also origin of symmetry is their best album anyways muse is my very predictable pick origin of symmetry is their best album mm-hmm. so um okay so actually i want to start this one off um with a quote from one Joel Hilton on episode oh. 244. What did I say? I How does it feel, okay. Joel? In, in a rage of passion for Jimmy Eat World, he said things <laughs> as, I hate Queens of the Stone Age. Nobody cares for Queens of the Stone Age. And who cares for Queens of the Stone Age? I care, Joel. <laughs> I finally met we, the one person, guys. We found the guy. I met the one guy who likes Queens of the Stone Age. I liked him better when I found out that Dave Rolls was in front of Oh, I know this one. So this is their most popular. Wait, I, yeah. it's, I had so it's so good though. I had such a hard time picking. Cause I'm like, I love every song. Cause this is okay. Cause they're not my favorite band. That's the Killers, right? But like, which is so right? weird, right? Which um like, but they're like, so radio friendly. Well, well, I love like all of their music. They have a couple of songs where it's like, okay, maybe. But I think Queens of the Stone Age has like never missed, right? Like and like their first album, it's mostly just like, hey, what kind of funky guitar riffs can we make? They have these lyrics that I love, right? Like. His lyricism is just like it, like when I'm listening to it and so I'm like, that sounds deep. And then I look at it and it's like tears of pleasure, tears of pain trickle down your feet. What does that even mean? Like it, like they make no sense, it's but a, they sound it's deep. It's a 14 year old's poem. Right. Like, like, <laughs> and they I, think they're I deep, love right? that. Right. No, like, yeah. cause they're just like, they're just being goofy, but like, but like at the same time. Right. And, and their style changed. Like they used to be a lot of like rough, but then they got super glam almost not, mm-hmm. not necessarily, but like you can like on their latest few albums, you can hear like a Bowie influence and, yeah. and people hate their 2017 album villains. Cause it was overproduced, produced by Mark Ronson. And like, they're like, Oh, he did. He just, he made it he tried to make a pop album out of a rock band. Right. But I still love that album, even though it's different style. It's, it's a lot of fun. And, their ter- 2013 album, like Clockwork, is probably my favorite album of all time. Okay. And has been for a while. I, I think it's amazing because he wrote it after he had a heart attack and like 
was pronounced dead Ooh. and he came back and he said I don't know if I can make music again and eventually when he did he started making and so like there's these songs on the album like I Appear Missing where it's like it's like deep and it's emotional right and their newest album it's after he got out of a messy divorce and and like some of his closest friends have died and so he's writing a lot and it's a lot of fun stuff like it's fun sounding but he's like oh yeah my wife hates me right and it's it's fun, fun sounding songs but the lyrics are a little bit dark right? uh, yeah and it's I love it right okay. and I just I, everything uh, that they've done has always been amazing he's one of the most talented guitarists out there and Dave Grohl who after Kurt Cobain died he said I don't think I'll ever be able to drum again mm -hmm. and then he picked up the drums again for uh, Queens of the Stone Age and so he, and he since said he's like I'll never drum unless it's for someone as talented or close of a best friend as Joshua Hami from Queens of the Stone Age almost broke up Foo Fighters because of it yeah um, oh really yeah they, and, was, they were on they were on a break hmm they were on a break Joshua Hami from Queens of the Stone Age and Dave Grohl, they went with John Paul Jones of Led Zeppelin and they had a super group for a bit, right? And I'd still consider that like kind of a Queens of the Stone Age album because, mm -hmm. right? And it's it's all of that is just absolutely amazing. And everything that they've put out, I actually absolutely love. And I don't think they have a single bad song. All so right. Just, just to recap, hates Queen, likes Queens of the Stone Age. <laughs> yes. Okay. I'm cool with that. That's cool. That sounds so good. Let me ask you this. When we're talking consistently good, does it have to be a long time? Does it have to be a lot of albums? Well, it needs to be consistent. Consist what if the band started in the early 70s, was active for 10 years, put out banger after banger after banger? I already brought up the Beatles. Then they went away for a little while. Then in 2022, huh. they released stuff like this. Agneta. This is a this is such a good... This is just a notion from the ABBA album... Voyage that was released in 2022. It's such a good song. I won't say anything more because of episode 361. Take a chance on ABBA. It's ABBA. They, they, they're never bad. Oh, we heard a lot of bad. I disagree. What? We've done a lot of band tributes. You, hold on. There's only one band, gentlemen, that after I went, I like this I'm band. I'm putting my more. Beatles t-shirt on real quick. No. ABBA. Really? <laughs> ABBA. There, there's some bad songs, but Zach, I will say that that episode did make me like ABBA more. Yeah, of course. It made me like ABBA more. And sure, they have some bad songs. Who doesn't? Except apparently Queens of the Stone Age. <laughs> but they were consistently good the entire time. And then they come out and release an album 40 years later. Yeah. And it's awesome. So props to ABBA. Never bad. Next up, we have the My Childhood category. I'm just going to start playing the song, and only Joel will know it. Sounds BZ. This is BZ. It's BB. Is it BK? No. Of all the songs to pick, though, I see. <laughs> I'm going with Erasure, and the song I chose was Yahoo. Yeah. <laughs> Right? Uh, Yahoo, right? All the songs to pick. <laughs> Joel, it's because I love Yahoo. Yahoo was the song, and the, the album is called The Innocence. This is the album that put Erasure on the map. Mm -hmm. They were obviously very popular in the UK for a while. On this album, you have A Little Respect, Ship of Fools, Chains of Love, Yahoo, Imagination, When I Needed You. Mm -hmm. So many great songs. This brings me back to the childhood, and I don't know the context of why you chose this category, Briggs, but it really does bring me back to the time when... I had no control uh, over the radio. I was eight years old, and my brother got to choose <laughs> Erasure or Pet Shop Boys every single yep. time. Why do those and two so always go hand in hand? They, they really do. And so I memorized each of these songs, and because I heard them all the time, I loved them to the point now where every big road trip I do, I must listen to The Innocence all the way through, and it takes me back to a, a much more simple time. Yeah. I love them so much. They have 19 albums altogether. They've written over 200 songs and have sold over 28 million albums worldwide. 
Erasure is just so great. I love Erasure. Okay. Um, so one might say I'm still a, in childhood. Um, <laughs> I disagree. Uh, one might say it. I'll say it. Um, <laughs> I wasn't sure how early I wanted this to be because mm-hmm. my personal music experience journey began for me probably about in seventh grade when I realized Queen sucked and I started <laughs> listening to, and I can't believe that I was in seventh grade listening to a band called Battles. I don't know if you heard, have you heard of? No. They were like super experimental math rock, post rock. Uh, they had this album in 2007 that I loved because um, there's this video game, Little Big Planet, that had a song by them in yeah. it. And I, that was like what I listened to. So like very, very pretentious from seventh grade. And then like I'd also listen to like internet bands like Lemon Demon or Dally Hall. Oh, or, I love both, actually. <laughs> I love both. Um, and then eventually I started listening to like real music, like 80s hits and then The Killers. But like, but I didn't feel like maybe, maybe I should go to before I actually knew what really the beauty of music. And I considered, I considered, because as a little kid, I remember there was this like Bare Naked Ladies kids album my mom would play. It was like a compilation album. And I remember there was a Bare Naked Ladies song on okay. it. We would like beg my mom to flip through the radio, see if she could find Ice Ice Baby or something. But I decided to go with the band. Maybe that I remember before, or that I listened before I have any memory. Okay. In fact, they were my first concert. And I think some of the earliest things in my childhood that I don't remember was dancing to this band in our living room. Salad. This is the Wiggles. <laughs> yes. <laughs> wow, we really went with childhood, didn't we? Um, well, because I'm not mad. Because their either. their story of how they came together is so awesome. It is actually right. We can like, do a full episode on it. I know. Yeah, like because you have Anthony, right? And he had like this niece, and I don't remember entirely, but like basically his niece was, I think, sick or something, and he was, and he was like w- around her a lot, and he realized children's music sucks right like head shoulders knees and toes and whatever right like yeah. this is like what is this and so he was in this pub band with jeff and they were like let's start making a band like beatles style kind of music but like for kids right and they end up making this band and and they've always gone through you know and like eventually at some point they like got all new members except anthony stayed and then but like last year they got all the original members back and they actually released a new album and that's a covers album of like Tame Impala's Elephant or huh. Queen's Bohemian Rhapsody, what? ACDC's Thunderstruck. Like these so just it's not for like, kids. It's it's so it's I think it's genuinely like entertaining to listen to. Do they to. still say Wake Up Jeff? No. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm gonna listen to. I know, this. like no, because they, they do this cover of Tame Impala's Elephant, which I'm like actually might be just as good as the original. So yeah, uh, the Wiggles. Great childhood pick. <laughs> I kind of love it. My childhood pick is because as a child, my mother was listening to 107.5 The End. So this is no. Surprise to those who listened to that station. All right. It's Oingo Boingo. I mean, this is what I grew up listening to. When I hear Oingo Boingo music, I think about my dad getting a new stereo system at the house and us just playing this music very loudly. This may be my favorite Oingo Boingo song. It's so That's good. That's uh, why I picked it. Uh, I, love it. I, I love it. Fantastic. It's been mentioned on the show before. Um, and I've just continued to say I grew up with it and it made me really happy. So I did bring this up before as one of my earliest musical memories in episode 272, the soundtrack of our lives. But when I thought about it, I said, yeah, my childhood was basically Michael Jackson. Now, uh, like I was right around like four years old, I think, when the album came out. Yeah. Three or four. And I was obsessed. I mentioned on the previous show, we have videos of me dancing to this music Mm -hmm. and like a little family performance while wearing a red jacket and a white glove. I watched the music videos for Thriller and Beat It and Billie Jean so many times that I wore out the tape. 
I thought Michael Jackson was the coolest when I was a little kid. He is one of the best selling of artists of all time. He has a huge influence over there. We could do we could do an entire show on Michael Jackson. I found out also that he holds 39 Guinness World Records. Wow, which okay. is kind of weird to think about. Longest fingernails, <laughs> right? Uh, things like longest continuous moonwalk, most expensive glove sold at auction. <laughs> These okay. Are, these are fantastic. I don't think anyone's going to beat that one. But like most successful entertainer of all time. These are these are big awards. Is that what Beat It was about? Uh, beating his records? Yes, that's all okay. it was about. I think Michael Jackson, something about his music really resonated with me as a kid. And when I listened to it, it still resonated with childhood. And, and my son, actually, he, when he was around that same age, mm-hmm. I showed him Beat It one time and he became obsessed with Michael Jackson. The point of like having a poster of like all the album covers. And oh, wow. Okay. So I don't know. But yes, Michael Jackson, my childhood. All right. Next up is our one album wonder. Briggs? So I love the album experience, right? Same. So I, I, had, yeah. I, I have the hey. CDs and I can Finger listen boop. to them start to... F- boop, boop. Do you feel like you're part of the show now? <laughs> he's got the finger boop? A little, a little, yeah. All right. <laughs> um, so like, I love listening to albums and I'll listen to start to finish. And there's a lot of bands where it's like, I don't really listen to the band, but they have an album that I love. So I just want to give a quick mention too. Uh, these artists and their bands, and it's generally, it's either that they only had this one release or this one release that okay. actually like made an impact, or it's generally that they may have a lot of releases, but I only cared about this one. And mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I'm going to probably hurt at least two or three of your feelings. Jeff Buckley with Grace, American Football with LP1, Battles with Mirrored, Black Country, New Roads with Ants from Up There, Bright Eyes, I'd Boy to Wake, It's Morning, Bush's 16 Stone, oh. Dean Blunt's The Redeemer, Deftones' White Pony, Fishman's Long Season, Have a Nice Life's Death Consciousness, Microphone's The Glow Part 2, MGMT's Little Dark Age, The Modern Lovers, Modern Lovers, Mo- Neutral Milk Hotel's In the Aeroplane Over the Sea, Nick Drake's Pink Moon, Arcade Fire's Funeral, Sigur oh. uh, Untitled, The Smile is a Light for Tracking Attention, which is kind of a cheat, Slint Spiderland, The Sonics Here, The Sonics, Squid's uh, Bright Green Field, Swans to Be Kind, Tears for Fear songs from the big chair them crooked vultures them crooked vultures they might be giants flood sorry uh vampire weekends <laughs> modern vampires the city weens the mollusk weezers pinkerton ways bloods titanic <laughs> rising um uh wires pink flat suicide suicide captain beefheart and his magic bands trout mask replica smashing pumpkin siamese dream beck <gasps> sea change cures disintegration pearl jams 10 fleet foxes fleet foxes slow dive so uh, so stone roses stone roses uh candy claws uh series and calypso and deep time the zombies odyssey and oracle enjoy divisions unknown pleasures just to name a few um just to name that was you. like the majority of your two index cards. No, I still got the backsides of them. Um, okay, but I ended up picking one that I listened to almost every day. <laughs> Those were all guys, honorable mentions, guys, by the way. He yeah. said Flood and Pinkerton. <laughs> Siamese Dream, great. Where's Melancholy? Um, it's got a lot of filler. <laughs> it's a Says double. the guy who likes the White Album. Uh, Adore is the vastly album, underrated. The filler on the White Album is awesome. I love Rocky Raccoon. That's I love bad. Why Don't We Do It in the Road. I, Whoa! Uh, <laughs> I love, so good I love Happiness is a Warm Gun, but this one, I've probably listened to this album like almost every night for a past while, and it's a really sad album. It's probably, it's been criticized for being a little overly sad. Sad boy time. I love this album, and I think, I think it's such a beautiful album. And if you listen, if you a couple of those albums in there, they're like a lot of their charm is um, poor audio quality or strange mixing. And this one, I feel like as the tracks uh, sometimes slowly degrade a little bit more and more, and I think it's really brilliant. This is Antlers with their album Hospice. Do you, do you I know, don't know that. No? Okay. That's um, that movie with Carrie Russell, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so this is a loose concept album. Or not loose, but it's a concept album about uh, this hospice worker who falls in love with a cancer patient um, knowing that she is going to die. And so this is the f- second, first song on the album. And it's basically like, uh, I wish I had known at the beginning that this is what's going to happen. I, I wish I had listened to the people who told me that this was not going to end well. Um, and like throughout, it's just like he knows that she's going to die. But so you love the whole album, 
Yeah. What else about their uh, other albums and the discography? Wait, like, what, makes it, like what makes it a one album yeah. wonder? Because, well, the rest of the albums is just kind of, I think, in my opinion, pretty basic. Uh, mm. And not that this isn't, because it's just like... But it speaks to you. Just another sad... I don't know. I just, I love, because like with that song that I was playing, right? It's about a five minute song and it's probably the first two minutes they sing. And then the second, the like the second half, it's just like, it starts to grade and they add a ton more instruments and it's getting louder and louder. But like the way that they mix it, it just sounds like it's, it's slowly degrading. And, and I don't know. I think, I think it's brilliant and I love it. Zach, what's your one album wonder? I think mine, some people might disagree with, but probably the only like the three people that listen to this band. You guys remember the Black Keys? Yes. So they put out an album uh, called Brothers, and it, the big hit was this song, Tighten Up. Got some radio play, had kind of a cute music video. Uh, I liked the kind of old school rock and roll sound. It was uh, produced kind of it's uh, heavily, you know, heavy bass and drums. Is this the album with, oh, can of beans? Oh, what can I mean? <laughs> right? No. Is that any okay. better? <laughs> oh, can of beans. Brothers came out in 2010. And then it was followed up by El Camino, which is 2011. That's the one that has like gold on the ceiling and yeah. Lonely Boy. Mm-hmm. That's what I think a lot of people know. And overall, I mean, I like those two songs. They had some good hits from it. But overall, I found myself a little bit underwhelmed by the album. The album Brothers, I would listen to all the way through. It's a it good one. One of the six discs in my car. I <laughs> sure. uh, just kind of stayed there. The, and the album itself was really cool. Like the CD, it was black with black lettering. And then when you put it in the CD player and it heated up, the black lettering would turn white. And so you pull it out mm. and then you could see like this album is called Brothers. And it, here's the track list yeah. on the CD. It was really fun. I liked the whole album experience. And again, while they have put out good songs, uh, you know, I, I didn't really like the overall albums. And even then... It was only that follow-up album in 2011, El Camino, that was particularly good. They've released multiple albums since and uh, have not really been anything inspiring to me. But I will always go back to... There's a lot of heart in the album, for sure. And it's a little bit more raw and it's better for it Mm because that style of music. So as they get more produced, it kind of goes against what the whole point of them, in my opinion, was in the first place. Hmm. That is Brothers by the Black Keys. The Black Keys is my choice. Joe, what is more uh, of a one album wonder than a band that literally only has <laughs> one album? Is it Len? Are you picking Len? Len? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. This is the postal, postal service. Postal service. I'm like, something with the post office. Yeah. <laughs> something with the post office was their original name. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, they actually named themselves the postal service because of the way they produced their songs. This was uh, really ben, slow. Ben Gibbard from uh, Death Cab for Cuties yeah, brought right. up uh, Jimmy Tamborello and Jenny Lewis from The Wizard. Yep. I like to bring that up. But they would mail each other the tapes through the postal service and then edit them together. I don't know if there's been another album, like a singular album by a band that has had such a big impact on me. Because it was college? It definitely right? is college and so rock. such and a I got discovery time for music. I had someone introduce this band to me, and I was like, wait, what is this? And we mm-hmm. were listening to DC Sleeps, uh, The District Sleeps Alone right. in the car, and the way it was happening, I was like, this is amazing sound. And the, mm-hmm. and the lyrics of uh, like uh, Nothing Better, I love so much. The, yeah. the things like, uh, I, don't know, I won't get into it. But uh, we, we did talk about them on our uh, 2000s rock, mm-hmm. I believe. But I really do. I, I wanted more from this band. But I don't know if they've been able to capture the lightning in the bottle the way they did. This, this was the soundtrack for... Uh, like when I wasn't listening to Linkin Park, I was probably listening to Postal Service. Wow. Just this one album. Because they, they permanently disbanded uh, after... In 2013, I think. That, that was a reunion. Mm-hmm. But they really only had this one album the entire time. Uh, and they have no plans to reunite. So this is just... You know, they got lost wonder. in the mail. 
No. <laughs> I think they got bought out by UPS. Oh. <laughs> so the Arctic Monkeys, uh, they started in 2002, and they're considered one of the first major internet bands because they really got big through the internet. And 2006 was their first al- album, which is called Whatever People Say I Am, That's What I'm Not. And they got huge in the UK. They were kind of seen as the 2000s new punk scene. And they had four albums of really varying quality. In fact, I don't really like any of the first four albums. And then they came out with their fifth, and it's called AM. And it is an absolute masterpiece, almost from start to finish. <clears throat> we'll I don't talk know about it later. Oh. What's that, Briggs? We'll talk about it later. I have talked about Do I Want to Know oh. on our Love Song show. Yeah. Yes. The, the riff is is so it's so great. The, the song I chose for this one, because I was choosing a different song, is Snap Out of It. I could have chosen any song. I think this album is just absolutely amazing. And then it kind of marked a change for the band. They were coming out with uh, music because I think they, they knew they had to strike while the iron was hot. So it's every year or every two years. After this album, it's five years until their next and then four years when they just released an album just last year. And the last two albums, in my humble opinion, bad. Slow, boring, bad vibe music at best. <clears throat> and Briggs is very uncomfortable right now. We'll talk Briggs, about it. Speak up if we'll, you want no, to speak We'll up. talk about it. We'll talk about it. Because they lost the vibe all the way that they're just like, hey, you already like us because we came out and we were punk rock. And now we've aged along with you. And so just kind of hang out with us. It's just stoner music at this point. Sorry. Uh, but AM is one I go back to. And it is their fifth album, but it is the easily the top album. It's one of the best albums of the uh, 2010s, for sure. But sure. I can't wait for the argument. Sure, yeah, yeah, did, yeah, it, it did is. the monkeys finally get out of the Arctic? I'm concerned <laughs> about the monkeys. Still cold. Were they on the island with They're lost? hanging out with the other boss. Yes. Yeah. Our next category is still love after their peak. And so the peak I, here's in quotes. Peak, peak. You know, like what we determine their peak, it's like, yeah, they're not there anymore, but you, you still love them. My question is, when I play this song, what comes to mind? Treadmills. Treadmills. YouTube. You, yeah, in early YouTube, yeah. tons of YouTube videos, and then obviously uh, rock band as well. Like oh, that, I was that's gonna say it's in the first rock band. Game. It's and also, it's in the first rock band. Is the bald guy the singer? I don't know. No, he's not. No, Lies. the shaggy hair guy is the singer, but he, the bald guy is one of the singing tall shaggy hair guys. Yeah. <laughs> they all look the, the same. Multiple. Yeah, that's why they made the drummer the singer. So my choice here is OK Go. Uh, that song, Good choice. That song came out in 2005, and mm-hmm. that video was a smash. Oh yeah, success. I mean, it was one of the early viral YouTube videos, mm-hmm. and it was this silly low budget thing. They did another video. Uh, I can't remember the name of the song where they were just in the like a backyard, just dancing. Mm-hmm. They were like yeah, doing uh, a lot of million, karate chopping, million ways, to, million ways. To, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know how intentional it was, but kind of, it kind of became their thing. Right. They became the elaborate music video band and so you may have seen uh, their most popular mm. uh, youtube video which has 72 million views from 13 years ago it's called this too shall pass it's a giant I rube goldberg it. machine i mm. love it there you have another one uh it's called i won't let you down it yep. has 49 million views and they're like they're on, that's dancing Japan, on segways and oh like i love that way, yeah. way ahead one uh, needing and getting where they're driving in a car making yep. the music as they go it's so weird because their music is good yeah but their music videos are but they're, they're, they're overshadowed. They're overshadowed. And that's the thing. In every one of these music videos, the, the other one I want to shout out is called The One Moment. It's the big one that's done I in reverse. I love that one. All of their songs are so good, but you're not paying attention because the music video well, is outstanding. And most of us chose or choose not to listen to them anymore. Yes. Except it, for it, you. But it's bizarre. I do. But they, I feel yeah. like they had they're their... heavy rotation in my, in my house. I feel like they had their peak 
in mm-hmm. that, you know, I mean, granted, the, the one music video that was reversed, that was six years ago. Okay. But it was the Needing and Getting video, which was a collaboration with Chevrolet mm-hmm. in which they were driving in the car and making their song. Like driving along, there's like a stick that hits like... And it does that through through the whole song. Um, and it's not actually how it sounds on the track, but they have you know approximated all, all the sounds. Right. And to me, that was like the end of them. Even though, again, they did have wow. other viral music videos since. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the last... That, that, that was by far their peak. But the thing of, of them is, I like their music. I like listening to their music, and they are in a lot of my rotations. They're good, chill indie alternative rock. Absolutely, and I uh, saw them in concert recently. Fabulous in concert. Good, good to hear. Even no. without the music video, the the lead singer I think is the bald is, guy, uh, right? Yeah, not the bald guy. Mm. I think he's really good. He's got a unique voice. And props to them for doing a pandemic kind of stay at home video that was actually good. So, one of the few. One of the very few. But I, I do think they they peaked about a decade ago. They'll never reach that height. Uh, no. They still put out some music videos. They're not. They don't seem to be making a ton of music lately. Their next video again, it might get forty million views, but I just don't think they'll reach the height they were. You know, from the treadmill to the you know the other kind of more elaborate Rube Goldberg video. Mm-hmm. That was their peak. But. I still love one. Well, shout out to, to Upside Down, Inside Out, the one on the plane where they do zero gravity. Yes, so cool. Yes, but uh, I wish they were known for their music. Yeah, but their music videos are so good. But that's what's so smart about them is they make music videos that are like so cool that everyone wants to watch them, and then they get the music in their head. And I love that's it. True. Even though I just gave mine, this could have been both, and I'll make you guys mad. This could have been both uh, Muse and Weezer for this category. Loved after their peak. Ouch! But, uh, but oh, I, I didn't. That's Zach. I mean, okay, <laughs> that's that's harmful and hurtful. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's true about it's, it's, it's true. the apology show. So uh, I, I want to name some colors out here, and I want to see what you guys think. Okay, okay. Just, this is sure. association. So don't say anything. I'll just in your head. I want you to imagine these colors. Okay, yeah. blue, oh, green, <laughs> red, pink, white, pink, teal, hmm. and of course this is Weezer. I'm picking Weezer for after their peak, including this song. <laughs> Still waiting for their beige album. So uh, they're every, all beige. Every album's beige. <laughs> I think <laughs> they have 15 studio albums, but I think I do think their pink is the blue album. But I can go through almost every single album and name songs I like on that album. For example, the green album, Photograph, Island in the Sun, Maladroite, Dope Nose and Keep Fishing, Make Believe, Beverly Hills and Perfect Situation. Red Album, Pork and Beans and Troublemaker, Ratitude, If You're Wondering If I Want You To, I Want You To, and I'm Your Daddy, Hurley, Memories, Everything Will Be Alright in the End, Back to the Shack, the Teal Album, in general, I, like, I really like. I like uh, River School Mo Karaoke. I enjoyed that. That was so much fun. And then when Va- I listened to uh, Van Weezer, yeah. Hero got added to my playlist almost instantly. So I'm like, that is a lot of fun. The point is, is that if you want to hear about one. my love for the Blue Album, listen to episode 194, <laughs> the Blue Episode. <laughs> Because that was a it's banned on YouTube, but uh-huh. it's available on everything else for Bagot Sale. Yeah, but I do think that Weezer had their peak right at the beginning, and it's kind of been. And maybe it's just my brother Mike. Hey, Mike, what's up? He's a big fan, and every time a new album comes out, it's like, hey, it came out, and they go, like, oh yeah, I'll never listen to that again. Well, but that's the thing is, I listen to albums, I'm like, yeah, I can pick out that song, and yeah. I still like it. So mm-hmm. I still, they're one of the few bands that when they come in concert, I'm like, I'd like to go see them because Rivers Cuomo is awesome in general. And I do like their music. So Weezer, still love them after their peak. Briggs, you said their peak was Pinkerton. It's like um, Pinkerton. So I've actually, I've always hated Weezer. Mm-hmm. They were one of the three bands I hate. And then someone was like, hey, check out Pinkerton. And I did. And I was like, it, it's... Because there's heart to it. It's, it's actual motion. It's actually good. Yeah. 
I can't say I hate weeds, so I had to edit Wait, my I had to edit my three bands I hate. Who are the other two for huh? context? For the three bands I hate? Yeah. Uh, was Limp Bizkit and Maroon 5. Uh, <laughs> but now I've changed it so that there's um, also Queen and Green Day. So Wow! <laughs> I almost put Green Day. <laughs> oh, man. He's just swinging at everybody now, yeah. guys. Uh, Green Day peaked at Tukey. Um, speaking of the 90s, I chose Red Hot Chili Peppers. But they had whatever. two peaks, I would say, and that is in 1991 with Blood Sugar SEX Magic, and then with Californication, or can I say that? In 1999. Yeah. That's a ver- veritable mountain range yes. of peaks. Uh, listen, I didn't really like their early stuff. They started in 1982, so this is a band that's been going forever, and that's why I kind of love them. Even with the past decade of albums, I go, kind of like, oh, I like two, I really like two songs from each of these albums. I'm just more happy that they're still going. Mm-hmm. And I never want them to stop. I think they're having fun. I'm having fun along with them. They've sold over 120 million albums worldwide. They've won six Grammys in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. We kind of joke about how kitschy they are, but for me, who doesn't know how to dance, like this is funk music for me, <laughs> for this white boy right here. And yeah, I, I've always loved Red Hot Chili Peppers. Okay, so um, this band uh, formed in 1990, early, but um, <laughs> not late 90s, but like um, they didn't have their first album until 2002, um, which received wide critical acclaim and it was very well. In fact, one of the songs was in uh, the episode of Friends where uh, Joey kisses Rachel. Um, <laughs> nope, did you hear that? Nobody's laughing still. Um, <laughs> no one liked that relationship. Uh, and so this album, like, it was like big and everyone, and like, you know, Critically acclaimed, I already said that, but uh, yeah. right. And then they released their second album two years later, and they're like, "Oh yeah, it's it's good." And they released their third album, and who cares anymore? And and eventually they keep releasing albums, and and I think increasingly to less popularity. I still, in fact, their third album is probably my favorite of theirs, even though their first album is probably one of the greatest albums of all time, and it is um, it's Interpol. Okay. So this song is from their third album, "Our Love to Admire." Um, it's it's just like another song on the album, but like I remember when I listened to this, I was like, oh my gosh, this isn't just another band for me. This is now a band that I think I uh, really love, and uh, they've become my new Radiohead, and I I don't I don't stop talking about them. Like, um, in fact, actually, that third album, Our Love to Admire, the album their co- best one, by the way, their album cover was taken in Lehigh, Utah, at the Cabela's. Ah. Yeah, it's like it's like the stuffed animals. Utah connection. And so I went there with my friend just to get a picture of it and be like, oh, this is the most specific thing that's making me happy right now. Mm-hmm. It's just like, I, I got to see that album, right? Of like a gazelle or antelope getting attacked by lions, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I love that album. I love I love all their stuff, even like after that, right? Like, and I think their band is just, it's so interesting because they had this bassist who is like, everyone loved this guy, but he like has his bass playing, right? And who's like, a, uh, like, but then he wanted their third album to actually be their version, of their their Kid A, right? Interpol was like, let's just keep our normal style. Like we don't need to like change everything and make the greatest left turn in music history. And it was rough. And then they eventually kicked him out or he left because of creative differences and everyone says, Oh, they've been never been the same band since, but I still think that they can be like, cause the bass didn't make them, but like, it's definitely different. But like, even after that, they still make good music that I don't think anybody really like knows. Oh. So, uh, yeah, Interpol, I still love them even beyond their first album. Yeah. It was a great pick. Now this one is a category up for interpretation. The went through a phase when I liked them, but now dot, dot, dot. What does that dot, dot mean? What does it mean, Joel? I might give a little apology at this point. Oh, finally. Welcome to the just episode. Just a quiet apology just right there. it's fresh. Okay. It's fresh on the mind because Kent just talked about him. I like that. 
<laughs> oh, I knew it. I knew it. Yeah, so I chose the Red Hot Chili Peppers because there was a time about my sophomore year of, of high school, which was around one hot minute when it came out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, cool. Yeah. And I, I knew like Under the Bridge. Oh, yeah. And by the way, like those songs that came, you know, around the time, Scar Tissue. But I was like, okay, cool, cool. So I started like listening to them a lot and getting into them. And I don't anymore. I kind of, mm-hmm. kind of, I don't know what it was, Kent. There was not a single moment when I went, oh, I'm no longer into them. It was well, kind of like, I just kind of lost I think we interest. all kind of grew out of the hijinks that the Red Hot Chili Peppers like to pull. I guess. Or like even their lyrical How did that hijinks. man's shirt come off again? Yeah. <laughs> even their lyrical uh, hijinks where it's like, we're going we're gonna to push this envelope Are you here. saying you don't dance along to Can't Stop? Sing can't stop. How does that go? Can't stop. Addicted to the shindig. Yeah, that's fine. Oh, it's so good. But I just the way it sounds, and I think you kind of put who was that who said? I think it was Kenneth Sentinel. It's like they got older. Sure, they kind of got in that we're growing with you, Mm -hmm. but they didn't grow with us. They stayed back in the hey, we're we're gonna play our same funk music, but we're gonna do it from the comfort of lazy boys and not have any sort of real feeling in it anymore. Hey man, we're gonna take our prune juice. Exactly. <laughs> there are still songs I do like from them. Yeah. I will never get tired of Love Roller Coaster. I don't know what it is. The about one I'm that putting song. on the playlist is called Wet Sand, and it is phenomenal. Sounds like it. It um, is. They are they are a very huge band. They are a very popular band, and I did really like them back in the day. But now, not as much. I get it. It it it, it, Listen, it comes and goes. I'm just glad we have two Red Hot Chili Pepper songs on the playlist. Wow. Unfortunately, so I went with a band like the mid 2000s were very is college for me, and so. What was popular? Modest Mouse. Oh, yeah. All those sort of like indie bands. And mm-hmm. so there was an indie singer-songwriter. Were you vindicated? Were you selfish? Were <laughs> no, you wrong? man. I avoided them like crazy until I started dating, and then every girl liked... Dashboard. A dashboard confessional. Yeah. But I chose an artist named Andrew Bird, and he is a singer-songwriter. I don't know, if Briggs, if you've ever heard of this guy. Real folksy dude. And it was perfect for me at that time because the songs were fun they were, they were kind of zippy, I guess, and he's released, it says 16 albums all together. Uh, five of those are collaborations, and the, the song I'm actually adding, it has Fiona Apple, which is kind of perfect for this as well, because there's a Fiona Apple album that I absolutely love called Extraordinary Machine. Them two together on a song is perfect because they're my mid-2000s love that I can't really go back to it. Like, he was once in my top five artists of all time, Yeah. and then I think 2012 hit, and I was like, I'm okay. I had a friend who was obsessed with him. I oh, never, really? Okay. I never got into it, though. Like, she showed me some songs. It's like, quirky yeah, yeah, stuff. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's just not stuff that, like, really is resonating with me at this point. Yeah. So I went through a phase where I loved this artist. And, like, he's coming in in concert in, like, two months. I'm like, hey, I'm Did good. you say that you've migrated away from Andrew Oh, Bird? well played. <laughs> so I was going into this really on the fence about this one. I really wanted to put Radiohead, where I used to be known as the Radiohead guy. Right. In fact, to the point where I was um, <clears throat> I was making out with this girl and um, <laughs> hey. in my car, and uh, Radiohead's Paranoid Android came on, and I stopped this to uh, explain to her how this song is one of the greatest songs ever written. Um, hold on. Up. You yeah. stopped kissing a girl to talk to her about how <laughs> you, cool hey. music was. Exactly. Hey, that's that's so that's that's honestly same. That's where <laughs> so that's where I was. Priorities, guys. Right? That's that's we're not super successful. Okay? Well, yeah, that's where I was, and then somewhere in between asking her to be my girlfriend and then eventually her breaking up with me, I had um, kind of lost interest in Radiohead. 
Did you blame her? Is that like uh, your band oh now gosh, no, with cause, her? No, because she didn't like, she would I try to listen to them and she's like, I don't like it. And then she like liked one of the songs. Like she's like, I still like this. I like this one though. And it was like, fake plastic. And that one's still my, I do not like, like, okay. Um, no, it was, it was Jigsaw falling into place from In Rainbows, oh. but uh, I still like that <laughs> yeah. one. Oh like, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, in uh, Rainbows? Yeah, Amazing. Course, In Rainbows, right? yeah, oh. yeah. It used to be my favorite album, but not anymore. It's just um, an all timer. Uh, but so, but now I'm definitely certain that I've made the right choice. Not being with her anymore? No, not uh, choosing no, choos- choosing this one. Okay. Um, out of Sheffield, England in 2002, this is the Arctic Monkeys, okay? <laughs> um, so I well, used to Kim, like them. Kim, I, what'd you pick that for again? <laughs> yeah. And I used one to like... One good album. Okay. I, used, I used to like them because they had... One good album. What was a- that? AM. Okay. Yeah. AM. The it's, that's the one that everyone know, knows. But that they was broke their album. with their first one. Right? And so I was listening and I loved AM, but, and their, their fan base generally knows AM and maybe three other songs by them, right? At some point, I was like, maybe I want to explore their discography further. And I realized almost everything they've put out after Favorite Worst Nightmare is better than AM. I (laughs) I still love AM. AM has uh, every single song on it is great. Right. But Tranquility Base Hotel in 2018 is one of the best albums ever made, I think. Is this the white noise you listen to before you fall asleep? No, I listen to this on the drive here. I literally, I love this album. I think, I think it's great. It's, it's this, it's this wonderful vibe that I just absolutely love, right? And this song is the final song on that album called "The Ultra Cheese," which I, oh, that's one of the. Well, I think it's one of the greatest songs, right? And so I used to be one of those basic Arctic Monkeys fan. Oh yeah, I like AM. I am the biggest Arctic Monkeys fan. I, I can, I can, I know all twelve songs on that album, right? And then after that, but now. But now I know that they have other music that's also good. Yeah, uh, it's uh, Temptation or Brian Storm or anything from their first two. No, no, I I don't like their first two. <gasps> Marty um, Bum? There's What'd few, you call me? There's <laughs> there's a few songs on the first two that I th- like. Uh, perhaps Vampire's a bit much or 505. Um, but, uh, I like 505. It's the most basic white girl song to ever exist. But yeah, it's, Taylor Swift? it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're fighting now. We started with a finger boop and now we're breaking I know, I up. Was like, I was like, I don't... I, Is that okay. like a burger or something? Um, <laughs> sure, best friend. Let's do this. Hey, we're best friends. Right. Um, but <laughs> like, but like, but in 2009 they had Humbug, which was produced by Joshua Hami of Queens of the Stone Age. So you know, I'm, it's gonna be good. And then 2011 they had Suck It and See, which is so much better than I like. Because I listened to it the first time, and I go, "This is very forgettable." I mm-hmm. listened to it three or four times, and I, I think it's really great. I think it's actually probably better than AM. I'm, and I'm not dissing AM at all. Oh, it's it's you're not. still an album that exists that um, has songs on. I like Knee Socks because, you know, knee socks uh, so Joshua good. Hami of Queens of the Stone Age does backing vocals for that song. So, you know, it's going to be good because it's Queens of the Stone Age. So, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, Arctic Monkeys can be good. Uh, and then 2018, they had their greatest album uh, ever. Uh, and it's not bad. And it's it's uh, good. So, yeah. So wait, there, Kent. Wait, so wasn't the category? I, through a phase. Phase. I went to a phase where I was all AM, and that was it. I'm the biggest Arctic Monkeys oh. fan, AM. But now I have appreciation for their best album, Tranquility Base Hotel and Casino. Okay. Wow. That was... I'm tired. <laughs> He's awake. You're tired. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that was akin to Matt's talking about reality TV. Wow. <laughs> and that's a high compliment, sir. Wow. I, I love it I so much. I don't know what we're doing here anymore. Okay. Went through a phase when I liked them, but now dot, dot, dot. The but now dot, dot, dot portion for me is quite frankly, but now I know better. Okay. Here's the thing. I was yeah, a big I Panic at the it. Disco fan for a while. Right. Oh, I was. And then 
the, the but when is then the band broke up. The band is not a band. It's one guy. The release of the album Death of the Bachelor in 2016. I was like, you know what? There are some songs that I don't mind. Death of a Bachelor. I, I like the vibe to it. It's a little bit croony. It's, it's all right. But that was the first album that was just Brendan Urie, the lead singer. And you can tell. There's mm-hmm. just nothing to it. There's mm-hmm. no substance to that album. There's some cutesy stuff. That again, Death of the Bachelor is kind of a cutesy song. Then moving on to the next couple albums, and then uh, you got High High Hopes. Pray for the Wicked is the, the most cringe radio garbage. Have you listened to Viva Las Vengeance? Viva Las Vengeance is but atrociously exactly. bad. But you did pick one of their albums for your so, favorite. So this album. was I went through a phase, which was being in high school when Panic at the Disco came out, and this is the era. I, and, this will not be the last time that I mention a Fueled by Ramen band on this list. And we only have one more category. I like this era of music. I like Pretty follow, Odd follow is Boy fantastic. Pretty Odd is great because it actually throws back to the Beatles. I like the kind of frenetic. <laughs> I know, Joel. Right? I know. It's, I get bizarre. it. It's It's the, the frenetic energy of their debut album, A Fever You Can't Sweat Out. I even like Vices and Virtues, which came out. Uh, it was their third album. Uh, it was after the band started to split up. Um, and then they put out their like not that great too weird to live too rare to die yeah not and good. then finally death of the bachelor i'm like this is the death of the band and now actually finally after a just terrible reception from uh viva Las vengeance the band is uh, a perfect the pick. band being the guy yeah is, is is gone and done so i went through a phase where uh, I really, he's he's not gone and done but the band is the band is yes. he, he's he's going to be done with the name panic at the disco yeah. honestly because he's ruined it and Honestly, that is the perfect pick for this category. I, I liked them, and now I, I can't even go back and enjoy some of that music that yeah. I used to love because it's all just been tainted, and I'm just going to set it aside, maybe forever. Because it was duet with Taylor Swift. I don't mind that song. Me. It's not bad. It's all right. It's not bad at all. No. Now, our, for our final category, I know you want this show to go on longer. I know it's been a rather short episode of Bank and Sale, <laughs> uh, but this is the band you wish went on longer. Let's start with you, Kent. The band I chose formed in 1992 in Australia. They've sold over 10 million albums worldwide, but they took an indefinite hiatus in 2011, and the band is Silverchair. Silverchair is a band... Oh, man, Silverchair. Right? Ah. You don't know? You don't it's, know It's them? like three nope. middle schoolers. Wait, what? <laughs> Just because they started the band in middle school and they're all best friends doesn't mean they play as middle schoolers. Well, so I mean, they're like worse Pearl to him. Kent, why do you like them? Pearl Jam is Kent, why do you like them? Listen, just because we fought doesn't mean we have to keep those feelings going. You know, Briggs? We can be friends again. So they have five albums all together. And granted, they were kids. And they're like, let's cash in on this late 90s grunge thing. But then they just kept evolving. Some of the songs are very, very try-hard. But then they came out with this album in 2007, which was their final album. And it is called Young Modern. And they finally were like, hey, we've done alternative rock. We've done the grunge. Let's do progressive rock. And they finally caught on to what I think, where they, I think they should have stayed. And what makes me sad is the potential they could have gone from here. Because I think Daniel Johns, the uh, lead singer, was going a little bit deeper with his lyrics. He was writing seven to ten minute songs. And I love that stuff. I love the operatic elements that goes into music like this. And then they stopped. Altogether, they announced their you know hiatus. Why they broke up? Basically, the lead singer said, "I'm doing solo stuff." He had two solo albums. He had a collaboration with a DJ, which is also amazing, but he just didn't want to play with the band anymore. The other, two, I looked on Wikipedia, and the other two guys were like, "Yeah, we want to do a reunion show," and he's like, mm, "Sorry." It's never going to happen. Well, his solo career is going so well. Yeah, right. In fact, they're not very good. Mm. And it's too bad. So Silverchair is a band 
that would I would like to see where their potential took them. Mm. Okay. Briggs? So sad. So sad. Okay, so, sad. so this band released four albums throughout their entire four year run. Formed in 1960-something with their first album. It's the Beatles. In 1967, they were found by an artist, Andy Warhol. Uh, this is The Velvet Underground. Wow. Oh, um, wow. Okay. Old soul. So with all of their four albums, they had experimented with different things, right? Their first album was like was is generally known as the first alternative rock album with different like them experimenting with different things and then their second album white light white heat they had uh, is generally considered the first noise rock album because all right the, the final song on the album an 18 minute song called sister ray right which actually the producer hated so much he he was like the no amount of money is worth having to listen to this song mm-hmm. um because he hated it and it's because it's just 18 minutes of them just doing whatever they can can to their instruments singing the same three verses and then you know they have they have their third album after that where they were like hey you've seen this side of us now let's have our chiller side right and so like within 67 to 69 they're writing songs called like heroin or doing drugs and whatever right and then they have in 69 they have a song about jesus right like this transition where they just they're doing whatever they broke up because they weren't getting anywhere right they felt like they weren't they have since been known as one of the most influential bands yeah, like of all their time, legacy is huge but at the time like nobody cared about them right hmm. and like because they've done like their first album uh, it was a Andy Warhol painting of a banana, right? And you could actually peel the sti- a sticker off the banana and have it would be the peeled banana underneath, right, on the vinyl if you bought it. And um, an unpeeled vinyl is like for that album is one of the most expensive pieces of music you can really? buy, right? Okay. Yeah, just like an unpeeled uh, album. Which so like in 1970 they had their final album loaded, and this was before then Lou Reed, the um, the main guy of the band, he left and he was. He because he felt like they weren't getting anywhere, so he started pursuing a solo career. There was yeah. a lot of good and a lot of things that were considered some of the worst albums ever made, um, huh. right? And so he did he did a lot of things, and then there was this guy that they had come in their third album, and he stayed, and he's like, okay, well we still have the name, so they're gonna make another album, and this is considered one of the worst albums ever. It is um it is a Velvet Underground album in name only, and nobody should ever like this album. It's called Squeeze. Don't listen to it. So we don't count that, but the four albums that they really made are some of the most influential albums. That, so I feel like if they kept going, what else could they have done to change the music scene later down the line when they actually started being recognized? Mm-hmm. That's so, a no, great pick. I, I tell you, but I oh, don't know. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> That's all we have to say about that. <laughs> Zach, what's the, what's the band or artist you wish went on longer? I uh, talked about this band before on episode 321 live in concert. They were the opening band that impressed me. This is The Hush Sound. Oh, rest in peace. Uh, They put out three albums back in the day. Up until 2008, right? Yes, it was 2005, 2006, and 2008, I believe. Uh, They put out, you know, a couple of albums, and they just had this great, you know, indie pop sound. There was this kind of... Uh, the lead singer guitar player kind of reminded me of the guy from Franz Ferdinand. But then their kind of X factor was their piano player and and co-singer, Greta, I believe her name was. And she uh, just kind of added this super cool element. There was a little bit of, you know, just indie rock, but then it kind of had some jazz elements and the great piano playing. And the the band is just so cool. And they kind of flirted with like, oh, we're just on a hiatus. 
And that was for well, 15 four, years you know, ago. 15 yeah. years. They're, oh, we're just on a hiatus. And right. then in 2012, they're like, well, we're kind of back. We'll mm. maybe do some stuff. And you go on social media right now, and that this piano player, Greta, I mentioned, you know, she'll do classes and things, and they're still retweeting anything that she tweets on their Twitter. So they, they don't exist anymore. But Aww. they... They were so fun and a, a band that I was ready to just follow. You know, I would just buy their albums right away when they came out and they they just stopped. They yeah. stopped coming out. And They're great. So, and I, I kind of mentioned this with the last category. They were on the Fueled by Ramen label, which was, you know, Pete Wentz, a fallout boy. He was running that whole thing. And they were, were just one of those bands that was going to be part of that era. But I felt like they had the potential staying power to continue on beyond it. That then they just fell by the wayside. The band doesn't exist anymore. And I just wish we had another album. Mm. <sighs> so sad. So, so sad. sad. So sad. So sad. And finally, uh, for me, I'll, I don't mean to end on a downer, but <laughs> that's where we're at. Uh, Whitney yeah. Houston. Yeah. yeah. The uh, thing about Whitney Houston, one of the reasons I wanted to choose her, because I was, I was considering her, her best vocalist, right? I was, gonna, I was considering Absolutely. her best vocal. But the more, maybe it's just because that movie came out last year. The more I think about her tragic passing in 2012, when she was only 48 years old, but I think that her downfall started before that, it as she got did, heavily yeah. into drugs and alcohol. Bobby and Brown, that, that yeah, Bobby Brown, an abusive relationship. Mm-hmm. These things that ruined her her confidence, her voice, and her energy levels, and she became her, she became a shell of her former self, yeah. like near the end there. And I feel like there's so much more she could have offered the music world. Uh, but just got cut cut short tragically. Yeah. She sold over 220 million records worldwide. Wow. She had 11 number one singles on the Billboard Hot 100 and is the only artist to have seven consecutive number one singles on the chart. There's serious talent here, and that talent was sadly destroyed. Yeah. And I just kept thinking she could have created a lot of music or had one of those Shirley Bassey type careers where she just kept, kept getting tapped hits. for James Bond and, songs. And year everyone after year keeps after seeing year. her in concert and every, she gets those standing mm-hmm. ovations every time she appears. It could Biggest have been. show or whatever. Yeah, a yeah. residency. She could have done a residency. Mm-hmm. She could fabulous. have done a Bond song. She could have done a Bond That'd song. That would have been so good. Yeah. Oh. Uh, so, yeah, I wish Whitney Houston would have had a chance to go on longer and do her career. So Yeah. It's a great pick, but sad. Ending on a down. Oh, yeah. so sad. Thanks for coming. That was so fun. Yay. <laughs> uh, but no, uh, listener, let us know uh, what your picks would be for each one of these categories. We love seeing when you play along on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter. Let us know the bands that you think would fit uh, in your personal opinion that may be different from Briggs's. Briggs, is there anyone you want to give a shout out to here at the end of the show? He's got the index card. Oh, yeah. again. Here we go. Um, so Sing. shout one, out. One breath. Kidding. So shout out, shout out to my mom. Your mom's Hi, Briggs' the best. mom. She she showed me the show. I don't know. She birthed me. Hi, mom. Um, <laughs> was that an order of importance? <laughs> please, please say no. most importantly, she showed me Baker's yeah, house. Uh, then we got Jet. Hi, and then uh, for my third shout out, my bestie Lucy. Um, hey, bestie. Yeah. So uh, there, those that. Yep. Those are. Oh, and um, me. I got music on Spotify. Oh yeah, you can you plug yourself. Yeah. Uh. uh Print sliders on Spotify. Print, Print sliders. sliders. Slightly, slowly getting better. I finally learned how to actually record things um, properly. So, nice. so uh, hey, it took us uh, two seasons to do that as well. Yeah. So, so uh, two albums for me. Yeah. So, <laughs> so Briggs, your favorite al- or your favorite artist is the Killers. Yes. What is their best album and why is it Samstown? It's Sarah for later. We gotta we gotta wrap things it's up. Samstown. <laughs> it's Samstown. Is it Samstown? It's, it's definitely Samstown. Yeah, it's hot fuss. But no, oh, there's not no even hot. Not th- even uh, close. Save for a killer show. Wrong. Before we go, 
we'd like to thank our patrons, which includes Taylor Sanderson, Sir and Madam Hicks, Scott Sprague, Ryan and Marley, Rocky and Steph, Lady Terry A. Finley, Juice the Cooler King Swallow, Jennifer Gilkowski, Dave Kelly, Casey Cummings, Briggs is hot, yeah! Angela Plotz, Andrew's doing a big jump, and Adam and Rachel Crump. And then we have our Bacon Council, which includes the one, the only Chris Anderson, Stephen, everyone's favorite Ross, Star Wars expert Kyler, our favorite couple, the Madsons, Nicole D. Kale, Johnny English the Brick, Her Royal Highness Jessica Terry, Glow Clint Daniel, Debbie Foster, and Baker. Thank you, patrons. Thank you, patrons. You are the queens to our Stone Age. <laughs> nice. Apparently makes it better. <laughs> I'm going to listen to that on the way home. But if you want to find me, you can find me at 76Joel on Twitter. Or you can find me performing with Quickwits. They perform at the Midville Performing Arts Center. For more details, go to qwcomedy.com or go to the Quickwits Facebook page. If you want to find me on Twitter and Instagram, it's at Kenny3DD. If you want to read my movie reviews at ShowtimeShowdown.com. If you'd like to connect with me, you can do so on Twitter, Instagram, and threads at Tumbling Mustard. But more importantly, make sure you're following Bacon Sale. Please like that Facebook page and go to at Bacon Sale on Twitter and Instagram. While you're doing that, visit tpublic.com slash bacon sale where you can get yourself some merch. And then if you like what's going on here and you want to support us further, visit patreon.com slash bacon sale where support starts at just $3 a month. You can hear us talk about all sorts of strange things on our bacon bits in some movie reviews, dates with my wife, whatever. <laughs> patreon.com slash bacon sale. So until next time, Briggs, congratulations. This whole episode has been an audition, and you are the new lead singer of the band Bacon Cell. By the way, we exclusively do Queen and Weezer covers. Hey, Briggs, welcome to Bacon Sale. Yep. Never been this close to a woman before. Hey, did your parents give you screen time? Uh, no. A lot of my choices are... Um, BB before Briggs. Not only do I love her, but I love her. But she's like the peak of, of a really crappy mountain. <laughs> I was going to pick Freddie Mercury. Did you know that Briggs would bully you? Mm-hmm. I think they're fantastic. I think Bohemian Rhapsody is fantastic. <laughs> All right, love. Here's she's what we're going to do. <laughs> genuinely one of the ugliest voices I've ever heard. <laughs> Good let's, time. let's go somewhere isolated, ladies. Yeah. I used to think that One Step Closer was a Limp Bizkit song. Oh, no. How dare you? Um, oh, no. Lincoln Park is just poetic Limp Bizkit. Spice World bus for the win. Say it for a time. No! <laughs> Hold on. Sorry. Hold on for one more day. I know that there is pain, but you hold on for one more day and you break free from the chains. I said chains. I don't I don't know that one. Now I know that there is pain, but you hold on for one more day and you break free, break from the pain. We're not done. Uh, someday, someday somebody's, somebody's gonna, gonna think you want to turn around and say, say goodbye, say goodbye to that day. Yeah, or you gotta let him turn around and make you cry. Don't you know? Don't you know? Things will change. Things will go your way if you hold on for one more day. Hold on for one more day. Things will go your way. Hold on for one more day. Welcome to the show, Briggs. Neat. Enya is the music that plays at the murder cult dentist I used to go to. They are people. He said things ah. as, I hate Queens of the Stone Age. Nobody cares for Queens of the Stone Age. And who cares for Queens of the Stone Age? I care, Joel. <laughs> so I'm like, something with the post office. Yeah. The, something with the post office was their original name. <laughs> How did that man's juice. shirt come off again? Yeah. Hey, man, we're gonna take a prune juice. <laughs> Can listen to them. Boop. Boop.